Disrupting Japan, Episode 46. Welcome to Disrupting Japan, straight talk from Japan's most successful entrepreneurs. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening. In the coming decades, there will be more cars, but fewer drivers on the road. Companies from all over the world, from startups to major automakers, are ramping up both research and production of autonomous vehicles with the objective of dominating this new sector. And Yuki Saji, the CEO of SB Drive, thinks that Japan has a very special advantage in this race. SB Drive was recently spun out of SoftBank to develop the technological platform for autonomous vehicles. We talk a lot about the state of the art in Japan now and what's most likely to change both domestically and internationally in the coming decade. We also talk in detail about how SoftBank, one of Japan's largest companies, is setting up processes to foster innovation, even disruptive innovation, within both the parent company and across all of its corporate groups. It's something a lot of large firms can learn from. But I don't want to give too much away. So let's get right to the interview. I'm sitting here with Yuki Saji, president of SB Drive. Yeah. So thanks for sitting down with me. Yeah. And cheers. Cheers. Even though it's only coffee? Only coffee,、uh, because、uh, our office, we can't drink beer before 6 p.m. I think that's probably a good、yeah. thing. It's,、uh, <laughs> you're actually an entrepreneur、yeah. within SoftBank. Yeah. And SB Drive is the new company spun out to develop. Autonomous vehicle technology, but、um, you can explain it better than I can.、Yeah. So, why don't you tell us a bit about SB Drive? SB Drive is a very new company of SoftBank Group. I was a worker of SoftBank for eight years. I was planning telecommunication service and campaign, but I thought、uh, new IoT, Internet of Moving Things. Is very, very important. Yeah. yeah, it certainly is. This is interesting. So, SoftBank,、yeah. well, for our listeners overseas who might not know the company,、um, <laughs> I know it's unthinkable in Japan, everyone knows, but overseas, maybe. But it's one of the few entrepreneurial, true entrepreneurial companies in Japan. And they make Pepper Robot, they run one of the largest mobile carriers.、Mm. So, you started out. In the telecom section. So, how did you end up with autonomous vehicles? Step by step, I explained、uh, our boss、uh, autonomous vehicle is one of telecommunication devices for、oh, SoftBank.、Okay. Autonomous vehicle needs important telecommunication. SB Drive is interested in more than just that infrastructure piece, right? Yes, yes.、Uh, important thing is cost of infrastructure. Okay. We have telecommunication infrastructure for smartphone already. We can use that infrastructure for autonomous vehicle. So, is SB Drive's focus on building out the infrastructure, or is SB Drive also going to be involved in the AI research and the other parts of autonomous vehicles? We call it group synergy. Group synergy. Yes. So, we have many types of infrastructure cloud, AI, Or big data、uh, algorithm,、uh, telecommunication networks, internet security system, and so on. But this is just infrastructure. SP Drive wants to provide 
every customer's autonomous vehicle as a service. Service. Okay. So uh, in the service, uh, we can use our many infrastructure. I see. Okay. Well, actually, let's talk a little bit about about you. Yeah. Yeah. You seem like a unusual candidate for entrepreneur. You graduated from Sofia. Sofia. Sofia yeah. University, and you worked at SoftBank、uh, since you graduated for eight years. Yes. <laughs> Now you're being spun out. And starting this company, yes, SoftBank's a huge company. Tell me a bit about how that spin-out worked. Oh, <laughs> spin-out! Last year, the idea contest was held in a company. Okay. I have、uh, several plans of business, but finally, the autonomous vehicle is the most important device of future telecommunications. So,、mm. in the contest, I win, and、uh, that event give me a.、Uh, Presentation chance for executive people. Okay, you made the proposal. You got the executive team behind the idea. They were excited about it. So, do you have equity in the new company? SoftBank have many、uh, open innovation system or entrepreneur program. Yeah, like SoftBank Academia. Very very simple program. Academia student make presentation for the our president Masayoshi Son. They make a decision to、uh, make it business or not. Very very simple.、Uh, I think so. But、yeah. where I've seen big companies really screw up on innovation. So、yeah. usually the executive team at any large company they're smart people. <laughs> so they can see like this is a good idea.、Yeah. We should be doing this. But actually executing that. Having a small team that can successfully operate is much, much more difficult. When you, when they structure this new company, are you just getting a salary to run it, or do they give you stock options? How do they structure it? In fact, structure is building now. Okay. Because which structure is best for my、uh, company? No, no one knows. So True.、Uh, just my hope. I want a stock option and a high salary. From、still. now, we can negotiate for the still negotiating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Still negotiating. I've noticed that the team, team. you're bringing together、yeah. to run this company is not all a bunch of SoftBank people. Yes, yes. You've gotten people from different companies and、yes. and universities, and that's very unusual for these spinouts. Was that hard to convince SoftBank to let you build your own team? Our team is、uh, still small, but people from Yahoo or all of the company is、uh, SoftBank Group. Okay, so they're they're related companies. Related company, yeah.、Ah. I had the original idea. In my team, there's many people. Each of them have their original idea before we met. So、uh, okay. They also entrepreneur. Okay, so so the team was formed by. Different people, different people in the SoftBank group who、yes. had the same idea. Same idea. Oh, that's great! And the program just brought the people together. Yes, I I made presentation in my、uh, contest and in the Yahoo, the same type of contest was held and、uh, some people win by autonomous vehicle、uh, idea. We met、uh, after we won the contest. Right. So in Yahoo, my CTO、uh, was famous for autonomous driving, and me famous for autonomous driving in SoftBank. So、uh, other people said,、uh, Suyama and me should meet and 
it's impressive that SoftBank is running the program to try to hook up yeah, yeah, yeah. entrepreneurs within yeah, the yeah, companies. Yeah. So I have to admit, when we first met, it wasn't clear to me why SoftBank was interested in autonomous vehicles. Mm. So I've got to admit, it does make sense now. Yeah. When I looked at the website, yeah. the brand new website. The brand new website, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for visiting. <laughs> it talks a lot about mobility in general, not just cars. Is SB Drive looking at something much bigger than just cars? We focus on uh, transportation, so not only car, terrain, big truck, okay. or some bus. We call uh, smart transportation device. We talked last week at the Swiss Embassy yeah. on their event on autonomous driving. I have to say, I was really surprised at how much progress mm -hmm. is being made in Japan right now. Japan's Ministry of Land, Infrastructure, Transport and Tourism and a couple of other government agencies and all the big automakers have put together a big research fund with, I think it was like $400 million last year. SoftBank's a part of that, Nissan's a part of that. How do you think Japan is doing? So there's so much interesting stuff going on in American Europe with the Google self-driving car, both Volvo, Tesla, a lot of companies have autonomous features. How is the technology in Japan compared to the rest of the world right now? Technology is same in the world, I think, because uh, service, the service should be more uh, localized for the area. For example, deep learning or AI will be a commodity. Very, very, uh, yeah. If AI becomes a commodity, and actually you might be right, uh, a lot of these big companies are open sourcing. Open sourcing. They're <laughs> AI products. Yeah. So where, where is the real added value? First, the population is aging faster than America. So we can uh, get experiences for the how transportation service should be. Well, that's true. Japan's on the aging curve. The population is about 10 years older, 10 years older. than Europe, a little more than the US. Yeah. So Japan will definitely get the advantage of having the first real market for these. Mm. What kind of technologies do you think are, are most appropriate for these aging markets? In Japan, you know many, many uh, famous OEM, Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and uh, also have famous university. Uh, they are building adaptive cruise control or auto brake system. Or, right, right. Uh, the quality of ADAS system in Japan is very high level because aging population requires more high le level of ADAS system. For example, uh, road of Japan is very, very narrow and uh, yes. very small <laughs> and uh, traffic jam is very terrible. The, so Horribly difficult to drive in Tokyo. Yeah, very <laughs> <laughs> terrible. So situation of traffic is more difficult than foreign country like America. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, it is. I mean, that's a really good point. So if a technology is proven and works on the streets of Tokyo, it will almost certainly work in any developed country. <laughs> I think so. But let me ask, because this seems to be one of the biggest debates in autonomous vehicles. Assistive technology? Yeah in which there's using AI techniques to help the driver mm. versus 100% autonomous vehicles. Mm. 
what is your opinion and what is SB Drive's opinion on which technological direction is best? You, you say uh, there is some direction of technology. Yeah, so, um, so for example, one way, the assistive, is to make small improvements. So better braking, uh, better collision detection, self-parking. The idea is to help the driver. And the other direction is full autonomous, which means the car is the driver. Everyone is a passenger. And it seems that right now the industry is splitting into these two camps. Yeah. My personal opinion, we should challenge the fully autonomous driving uh, because driving human and machine yeah. is the most difficult technique. I, I think Google came to the same conclusion. Yeah, they yeah. found that as the technologies get more and more helpful, mm. the drivers get more and more lazy. Yes, <laughs> that's a humor. Yeah. <laughs> and the chance of an accident becomes even higher. Uh-huh. But it's interesting, looking around Japan, Nissan and Toyota have been doing assistive technologies. Yeah. But robot taxi are doing full autonomy. Full autonomy. Driving down. Level four. Do, do you know uh, autonomous level? No, no. What are the autonomous levels? Level one and level two and level three means cooperative human and machine. Adaptive cruise control or pre-crash. Sometimes human override the machine driving. Right. But after level four, people cannot override the system. So in a level four vehicle, there's, there's no steering wheel, there's no gas yeah, pedals, yeah, yeah. there's it, an on-off it's right. switch. It's right. Just emergency switch will be there. To turn it off. Yeah, turn it off. Okay. And uh, level five is even uh, emergency switch disappeared. We can control the car outside of the car. So level five would allow control of the vehicle from yeah. some control center? Yeah, control center. Like okay. A, yeah. So I'm going to ask you to pull out your crystal ball and uh, tell me the future. How are autonomous vehicles going to evolve in Japan? What, what are we going to see next? I think uh, the first step of autonomous vehicle is a robot bus. bus robot it, bus? Yeah, robot bus. Not robot taxi. Uh, because bus is very simple transportation. Yeah, I guess it travels the same route all the time. Yes, yes, yes. In fact, in the rural area, the bus is disappearing now. Uh, it's a very uh, important problem of Japan. We start uh, from bus, and then uh, we challenge very simple truck, robot truck. And then finally, uh, we will approach uh, robot taxi. Huh. So, so you think that most of the technology will be introduced first in more rural areas, the uh, countryside? Yes. And then slowly move towards the cities? Yes, yes. It's a, it's a basic concept. That makes sense. I mean, it's, it's simpler. Mm. There's less things moving. Excellent. In Japan, there's many, many little islands. So we can do the test in the island. Okay. One of the biggest things holding back 
hmm. driverless cars, driverless car. is not necessarily the technology. A lot of there's legal structures uh, and liability problems. Yeah. Is Japan moving to solve those? Are they changing the laws? Uh, changing laws is a very big problem. <laughs> Uh, we will make statement for the government. Also, important thing is uh, we correct statement of, of people. So right now, the whole industry is now uh, lobbying the government to try to change the laws. Yeah, we will do the lobbying, but it is not like business. Yeah, the technology always changes much faster than yeah. the laws do. Yeah. Sometimes we try autonomous vehicle test in a foreign area. Really? So where where are you testing? For example, Singapore. Because Singapore is uh, very, very uh, aggressive. So they've changed the laws to make it easier for autonomous yes, vehicles? Yes, changing, changing. All right. Singapore have two ports to uh, import and export. Right. So two ports. There is a special road between two ports. The first service of autonomous driving. Uh, so between joint. the two ports? Yeah, between two ports. Okay. So the hope with experimenting in Singapore is that you'll be able to show the data from the, the safety of the cars mm. and the legal structure mm. of Singapore law to the Japanese government and say, hey, this works, yeah. let's change the law. <laughs> yes, yes. Sometimes the power of outside is most efficient for the changing inside. Yeah, in Japan, that's been true. Yeah, in it, Japan. Japan seems to change much faster yeah. if you can point to successful examples outside Japan. Yeah. yeah. Another topic, it is uh, China. Yeah. In China, driverless car can drive right now. Maybe the uh, only country in the world. So right now in China, driverless cars are completely legal. Legal, legal, yeah. Huh. You know, it, it's interesting that sometimes the biggest hurdles to adoption of new technology aren't technology. Yeah. <laughs> so the legal structure here, but also there are like psychological factors as well. Have you found people are not wanting to try driverless cars or have people been very anxious to try them? People will be anxious for using autonomous car. In fact, trains, several trucks run very, very uh, high speed. Well, I can see that. Why? I mean, things like a commuter train could run autonomously and the passengers don't even know it's autonomous. Long haul trucking yeah. on the highways, highways because that's a very much a business decision but are everyday people willing to get into a car with no driver maybe uh, people don't know how the autonomous driving car works the important is uh, safety image yes. yes for the customers safety image is very very important for use the the example that seems the closest is elevators so originally they had a person in there running the elevators. That's very good. And when they changed mm. and made them automatic, mm. they were faster, they were safer, they were simpler. But people didn't trust them. So are people trusting automatic cars more quickly or do you think it'll take more time? Yes, yes. Maybe an autonomous driving car is a horizontal elevator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Just ride and move. So you think people will get used to it very yeah, quickly? Yeah. Excellent. Someday. Well, let me ask you um, a more general question about innovation in Japan. So a lot of big Japanese companies are trying to innovate. They're trying programs to 
help intrapreneurs. Yeah. It seems like SoftBank is doing this very successfully. So what advice do you have for other companies who want to follow this model? One thing for is one of the steps to make new business. But the uh, important thing is uh, speed uh, to make failure. In SoftBank, if you want to do your business faster, easier, just do it. I mean, okay, everybody says that failure is acceptable and it's a necessary part of the process. Ah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but they don't within, do it. Exactly. <laughs> so in most yeah. big organizations, yeah. they'll say it, yeah. but they don't really follow through with it. And, like failure can hurt your career. Idea man, likely to be uh, alone in a company. So, one of the important things is be able to pull the team together. Pull the team, yeah. yeah. Okay. The good point of SoftBank is uh, there is many contest or idea session or hackathon or build up the team. Yeah, it's very valuable to. It is very much a startup environment. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to help these. Founders, entrepreneurs find each other within the organization. Yes. Okay. Let me ask you my, my magic wand question. Mm -hmm. So if I gave you a magic wand and I said you could change anything about Japan, it's education, the way people think about risk, to make it better for startups and for innovation, mm. what would you change? Do you know... Uh Doko demo door in the dry mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go anywhere. Yeah, go anywhere. Uh, I want to realize the doko demo door. Uh, once people use the doko demo door, people cannot forget experience of that transportation. I, I want to uh, make a autonomous vehicle like doko demo door. I, I just uh, want to change the people people added for uh, transportation. Many people. Autonomous driving is useful for only uh, elder people or small children. We should get more free uh, way of transportation. But we don't know because we don't have now. So you would change the way people think about transportation? Yeah, think, think about transportation. If we can image more clearly convenient transportation, we can change the law, uh, we can change the most difficult thing for me is explain the usefulness of uh, autonomous vehicle to uh, ordinary people. Right now, they think I don't need uh, autonomous vehicle. So right now, Japanese people are too accepting yes. of the status quo? Yes, yes. Japanese people uh, don't know convenience of transportation. So you'd like for Japanese to be a little more upset when upset? things aren't, yeah. aren't quite right, yeah. to complain more? Yes, yes. If, if I can use the magic, I want to teach the real convenience transportation for Japanese people. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to talk about? There is many, many uh, rival of SB Drive. There's a lot of competition. Yeah, lots of competition. Competition is at the same time a partner of making different world. So uh, we're trying to make a collaboration with some competitor. Good rival. <laughs> well, I, I have noticed that it is, and I think the fact that the government is involved in sponsoring so much research that most of the Japanese companies in this space are working together. Go government's likely to make up only Japan team. Yeah. It's a not good strategy 
for global business. Okay, so I mean, it, it's it's important to work with global yeah global teams as well. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes we will collaborate with global player. Excellent. Okay, listen. Well, thanks so much for sitting down with me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. And we're back. One of the most interesting splits that is going on in autonomous vehicles right now is that of rolling out fully autonomous vehicles from the start versus gradually introducing better and better driver-assistive technology until the car is finally ready to take over for the driver. What you find is that almost every startup in this field favors building autonomous vehicles from the beginning and nearly all existing automotive companies favor the incremental approach. And testing shows that the fully autonomous approach is better. Incremental improvements actually make driving less safe when drivers begin to rely on them too much. It's also a bit surprising, but it makes perfect sense, that although the technology behind autonomous vehicles is associated with companies in big cities like San Francisco and Tokyo, but the technology will be rolled out in rural areas first, not only because it is technologically simpler, but because there's a greater need for autonomous vehicles there. Mass transit in cities almost always makes economic sense, but that's rarely the case in rural areas. In many places, having an autonomous bus route that runs 24 hours a day would be a huge economic and social value. From its inception, the automotive industry has been driven by exciting marketing and sexy advertising. However, I think the reality of how autonomous vehicles will be introduced in the next few decades will take a much more practical and, dare we say it, common-sense approach. If you've got an opinion about driverless cars or open innovation in Japan, Yuki and I would love to hear about it. So come by disruptingjapan.com slash show 046 and let us know what you think. When you drop by, you'll find all the links and sites we've talked about and much, much more in the resources section of the post. And I know you've been meaning to do this for a while now, but when you get the chance, please leave us an honest review on iTunes. It's really the best way you can support the show and help us get the word out. And most of all, thanks for listening. And thank you for letting people interested in Japanese startups know about the show. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening to Disrupting Japan.